Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello. Hi. And welcome to episode one. Episode one. So we made it. We're saying it's like it's an achievement. We've made it to episode we, one. I mean, we have been wanting to do this for a really long time. We have. But I mean, like, we're making it out like a big achievement. All we've done is put a microphone on and start speaking. Very good point, very good We've point. not achieved anything yet. I mean, in theory, no one's listened to anything yet. Well, if they're hearing this right now, then they're listening. It's a very good point. Yeah. Right, and on that note, I hope right now you are either out on a walk or you're currently lacing up your trainers or banging on your wellies. Wellies, get them wellies on. Yeah, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Unless, obviously... This has gone really successful. It's middle of June <laughs> and someone's come back to listen to episode one. Yeah. That'd be nice, Maybe it's glorious sunshine. Um, so get those trainers wellies, flip-flops if it's June, throw oh, them no, on. No, I don't want to walk in flip-flops. I've done well, that. you're against that, aren't you? You don't like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> any kind of lengthy walk in flip-flops is painful. Yeah, it is. That, that, that inner toe pain. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Can't even think about it. But more to the point... <laughs> Very lengthy, good 60 seconds it's taken me to say, hope you're out on a walk. You either... <laughs> Just giving them time to like, get, get ready. ready. Yeah, if, if when I started saying that, you still haven't managed to finish tying your laces yet, you need some practice on that as well, because that <laughs> should be done by now. Come on, get yourself out, get yourself moving. Um, and you need right now to check how many steps you've done so far, because at the end of the podcast, we want you to work out how many steps you've done during the podcast so that you can update us on the website, don't we? A little bit of math. A little bit of math. We love a bit of math. Love but don't math. send us your equations. We do love a little bit of math. Because if everybody starts sending me equations, I'm going to get confused. Yeah. I mean, I do love doing it, so maybe if one person does it, that'd yeah. be nice. I'll get excited. We're excited for next week to see how many people listen and how many sets we've got. Yes, we want to know. We want to see. And we if no see one's listening, we'll just make it up. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, throw it. I'll just say how many steps I've done. I did 10,000 steps, me on my own. No. <laughs> Just, just going to make a point of that, Jen. We both just went to take a drink of our brew. If we both do it at the same time, no one's speaking. No one's speaking. <laughs> so if at any Rocky point era. during this podcast, there's a good three seconds where no one's speaking, but you can just stay sipping. That will be us. Oh, I, can't, I hope they can't hear us sipping. Anyway, right. So. This week. This what are we week, going to be talking about, Jen K? What's episode one? What have we decided? Should I give them a clue? Uh, if you want to, yeah, go on. Tragedy. It's a good clue. You can't go on, it's tragedy. This week we're going to be talking about 90s pop hits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can we do a special on episode? Episode? Episode. Episode where we um, just talk about steps. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's what we're doing today. Brilliant. <laughs> good clue, Jan. <laughs> Never mind, eh? So this week we are going to be talking about steps. We're going to be talking about steps. Why are we going to be talking about steps, Jan? Because... Um, well, I mean, the whole podcast is based around getting you guys out and getting you walking. So we thought it made sense to tell you why it's 
so important. Yeah, we didn't want to get to episode 28 and then be like, oh, by the way, this is why you're getting out of This is why it's called the Listen, Learn and Vain yeah. podcast. The, the walking podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but steps are ridiculously underrated mm-hmm. for kind of progress-wise. Um, so we're kind of going to run through why they're so important more yeah. than anything and why we're telling you to get out and get them done because I think... A lot of people say kind of, especially now, I think a lot of people got like fitness trackers and stuff. Yes, they're so popular. Yeah, and and everyone's kind of tracking the steps, but do we actually know why we're tracking our steps? Do we know what we should be aiming for? Do we know why everybody aims for 10,000 steps? Oh, this is, I'm excited for you to reveal that. We'll run through that story later on. But one of the reasons, or one of the main reasons is because so many clients come to us and this might, you know, you might be listening to this. I might, this might be a similar story to yourself where you feel like you're doing everything. You know, you're making really positive, healthy decisions with food. You're training three, four times a week. You're getting your cardio in. And there's just no progress being made whatsoever. Nothing is going in the right direction. Or alternatively, you're not even kind of doing any other exercise, but you're really focusing on your food. And I've seen a lot of people, I've had a lot of conversations with mm-hmm. people who are like, well, I'm just, I'm eating really well, so like, I don't understand why the scales aren't moving. Yeah, I think it all comes back to that idea of the phrase that we hear all the time of, I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm doing everything. Why is it, it's not working, Phil. Doing everything. This is the hidden factor. Yes, this is it. This is going to be, genuinely, on episode one, we've decided to throw the game changer in. (laughs) Maybe this is why we're not good at podcasts. Maybe we should have saved this for like episode (laughs) 30. So you've got to listen to the first 29, and then the game changer is episode 30. By then you're bought in, you just keep watching (laughs) watching, listening. Um, But no, this this is it. This is the big one. They come to us, and this is their struggle. They just feel like something needs to change. They're getting frustrated. They're getting annoyed. They're getting tired. And they've hit a point, generally, when people come to us, they've gone... Uh, do you know what? I'm actually pretty close to giving up. Um, I've hit that point where I don't really want to continue on this journey unless you can help me with what it is I'm trying to achieve, basically. Yeah, and I think when you strip it back, it often tends to be people who kind of have um, maybe jobs that involve them sitting down for a lot of the day, like your office job type things, Mm -hmm. um, where you don't actually realise that you don't move. No, you don't. <laughs> because it is part of your job to sit down, so therefore you don't think about moving. No, you can't be walking around the office on your laptop. Like, you can't just be walking around because everyone thinks you're a maniac. Excuse me! <laughs> Imagine if you had, like, a little hanger, like, that went round your neck, and it had, like, a little shelf that stuck out. Do you know like they do it, like, um, when they sell, like, ice cream at the cinema? Back yes. in the day? Yeah. If you had, like, one of them, and you could put your laptop on it, I think we've just invented something. Yeah. I have. You know I'm claiming it. Do you, know, do you know what we've just invented, Jen? What? More back problems. That's what I've just invented. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and not bring that one out. Okay. Till Apple bring out an right. ultra well, laptop. I thought it was a good idea anyway. Well. So. I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's very often people who don't necessarily realise that they're not very mobile, who kind of, when you start looking into it, realise that you're not actually moving. Um, on that note as well there's a lot of people that and it's fine if it's you that don't actually track the movements they don't mm-hmm. know how many steps they're doing and it's interesting when they say oh, don't stop all day Hon- yes. I do not stop honestly all day I am one of those people I just do not stop every second every day I'm moving and you go oh, okay fair enough let's have a look at 
you know, how many steps you're doing, let's track it. Right, okay, they get Fitbit, they throw it on. Oh, you're going to see big numbers here, Phil and Jen. These are going to be astronomical. Big word, that Good Phil. Good word. Thank you very much. Excellent. I have been reading books. I feel like I need to give you a round of applause, but I've got a break. Good, because I would feel very patronised. Thank you for not doing it. <laughs> um, and you could use that method of, you know, just clapping your neck. Remember that one you taught me? Oh about? That's a story for another podcast. <laughs> that is another podcast, that one is. Um, <laughs> We will tell you that story at some point. Anyway. And then they come back to us and they're like, yeah, I've done thousands of steps. How many have you done? 1,800 I did. And you're like, right, that isn't actually that high. That's yeah. quite a low number. And it's just because you feel like you're non-stop all day, that you feel like you're doing loads. And what it actually comes down to is the difference, and we'll go a bit deeper into this later on, but the difference between mental fatigue and physical fatigue isn't really that much. It doesn't feel yeah. much different, does it? So you can get to the end of a working day and be absolutely shattered. And we have no doubt that when you're in work, you're putting all of your energy into that job. You're sat on the laptop, sat on the computer, you're doing loads of work, you get to five o'clock and you are so mentally fatigued that the last thing you want to do is move. You don't want to go for a walk. You're tired, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You've just been working so hard all day. So you get that stimulus or that feeling of, I've done loads today. So therefore, because I'm physically tired, it must be because I moved a lot. And it's not, it's just because your brain's worked a lot all day. So therefore yeah. you feel tired. Yeah. So I think touching on kind of, that, that that's kind of where a lot of people kind of come to us mm -hmm. and the first thing that we tend to look into. Um, but I suppose it's why is that so important? Now, if you've followed anything that myself or Phil post on Instagram, you will have probably seen the word calorie deficit floating around. Mm -hmm. um, even if you've not been following us, you may have seen it somewhere. But what does it actually mean? Now, we're not going to go too much into detail on this one because we'll cover that in a separate podcast. We're not podcast. too sciencey. No. We don't want you falling asleep on your walk. Well, basically, <laughs> the general idea is that you need to be eating and drinking less calories than you are burning. Now, one of the ways where steps come in really important is to do with these the idea of the calorie burn. So if we actually look at the calories we burn in a day, that is called our TDEE, which stands for Total Daily Energy Expenditure, if you want the fancy terms. Oh, fancy terms yeah. that are getting thrown about. I've said astronomical, you've said energy expenditure, it's all coming out today. We're going to look clever by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Not often. No. Um, but that's basically just how many calories you burn in a day. Um, but it is broken down into four different areas. Now, some of these we can change and some of them we can't change. Mm -hmm. So the the two that we can't change are our BMR. Basal well, metabolic rate, some yeah, long words for you. Which more is long words. Basically your age, height, gender, weight. So you can change your weight, but yeah. it's not going to be quick enough for you to have a change to that big word that everybody talks about which is your metabolism so yeah. how you burn food that isn't going to change much is it let's be yeah. honest so we can't because we can't really control that one other than you say maybe you wait but it doesn't really have a big impact anyway no so um that bit we can't do much about then we've got our thermic effect of food Honestly, we're going to need a glossary <laughs> at the end of this podcast, aren't Which, we? Which, again, simple terms, because we don't necessarily need the big words, mm -hmm. um, is just how many calories we burn from eating and digesting food, isn't yeah, it? simple as that. So basically, when you put food into your mouth, it's quite a process it goes through. You know, it's, it is a complicated 
topic, but the most simple way of putting it is you chew the food, it goes into your body, it gets digested, that then gets transported somewhere else and then gets stored. And doing that requires calories, basically. Mm-hmm. Your body needs energy to do that thing. So it still burns calories when you're eating food, which might sound like an absolute dream. I can eat and lose weight. Well, mm-hmm. yes, you can. Unfortunately, that number is like 5% of your daily calories burnt. Yeah. So don't worry it's about that. quite minimal. Yeah, just going back to that BMI, the BMI is about like 75% of yeah, your calories you burn, like that, roughly. 70, so it's like, that's like your biggest chunk of it that we can't really make a change on. So then <clears throat> if we look at the um, next bit, it's physical exercise. Mm-hmm. So that is anything that you kind of consciously go out your way to do. So that will be like going out for a run, going to the gym, uh, going... Playing netball. Playing netball. Doing a hula hoop. Something where you, yeah. It's basically something you, I always describe it as something you've got to go get ready to do. Yeah. So like something you've got to like plan, like a gym session or have planned for you, like a gym session. Something like that. That's physical activity, football, rugby, netball, tennis, whatever it might be. Yeah. And then your last bit is your neat. Which is also. Go on, hit us with some more big fancy words. Which is non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. Which for us normal humans is just movement <laughs> calories you burn from moving yes yeah, so like fidgeting, fidgeting twitching mm. and most importantly steps tragedy <laughs> not to be confused with the 90s pop band you want to step a little bit when you want to step to oh i was gonna say that's not steps they no, didn't sing that i was just thinking of more step related songs i thought you'd just gone way off the mark no. and i was like they they definitely didn't sing one two step but anyway, the word step is in there for steps enough. steps um, and this is the bit that we can have the most impact on and the reason being is because we can do it daily. Mm-hmm. We, it doesn't require kind of much effort. It doesn't require much recovery. Um, doesn't require much time. Yeah, we can fit it into our daily lives quite well. It's can all do it. Yeah, we can all do it. Doesn't require any skill. You don't have to learn anything to go exactly. and walk. Well, you do, but you learn that when you. I mean, I'm not a parent. I think you're about how old are you when you learn to walk? Depends. I think I was a blossoming child. I think I learned at like 10 months. I think that was early. Is that early, 10 months? I think, I don't So you've been able to walk since you was 10 months. So it's not something that you've not been able to do. Like you you know how to do it. You don't need to learn it. What I'm saying is like, whereas the gym, you need to learn a few things when you're in there. Mm -hmm. Walking, we can all do that. We all have the ability to do it. So there's there's basically kind of no barriers to it really, unless you've got broken life. Yeah. You walk on the other leg. I've tried that. It wasn't very good. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. <laughs> and I've never used crutches before. That's like going to the gym. That's hard. Yeah, it actually is. My arms when I had that broken leg were in bits. Yeah. So that's kind of like the breakdown, isn't it? We're all, we know we're looking, as a quick recap, we're looking for that golden calorie deficit. That's what's going to help us lose weight. And they are the things that are going to determine whether we're in one or not. I suppose that's a simple way of putting it. Yeah. If you are burning more calories than you're eating and drinking, you're going to lose weight, aren't you? That's mm-hmm. kind of like the absolute basics and the facts surround it. And as Jen's just perfectly explained, total daily energy expenditure, or TDEE, they're the ways to burn calories. There's no other way to look at it. No. You know, people will confuse things and they'll try and look at things like thermic effects of food and how to adapt metabolic rate. And that's just confusing the matter and that's just making it more difficult than it needs to be. I mean... If you had the two options of trying to adapt your metabolic rate or just move more, I know which option I'd take. Yeah. Well, mainly because one works and one doesn't, but because one's confusing and one isn't, you can just get yeah. out and move. Yeah. Um, easy, easy one to have a big impact on. Absolutely. Calories. Um, so we actually had a client come to us, didn't we? Yes. Um, about just over a year ago. 
Now, we're very aware, or we're well aware, whichever phrase makes more sense, that when clients come to us, we're not always the first people that we've come to. And it's quite often, in fact, no, we always ask, you know, what have you tried in the past? I think this is the biggest list I've ever seen. It is. <laughs> uh, but it's important for us, and we don't just do it because we know it. We do it because it's important for us to know what you've tried because we, and this is something we'll go deeper into in another podcast, but we need to understand what your current almost knowledge is, but what your beliefs are right now. So what you believe is true. So for example, if you've tried a low carb diet, there's a good chance that you probably believe that you need to reduce your carb intake to lose weight. Yeah, just what, because you've what got you, that preconception. It's kind of your beliefs of what you've seen work in the past then kind of form your beliefs of what actually you need to do. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the main point is, is we then get an understanding of what do you believe? What do we need to unpick? What do we need to learn about you so that we can help you? Now, this is part of kind of like the um, pre, not the, the post-consult call. So once we've decided we're going to work together, this is some of the information we find out basically, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and the information that we got, or the list that we got was, uh, this person had tried Slim Fast. She'd also tried Weight Watchers. She'd tried The Food Doctor. She'd tried Paul McKenna. She'd tried Jane Plan. She'd been to Noom. She'd got four gym, different gym memberships. She'd had three personal trainers, two hypnotherapists. My and favorite one. She went to Thailand to have a pipe up a bum to see if that would work. Not for me. No. <laughs> uh, most of them aren't for me, actually, to be honest with you. But the list is very, very, very long. And the problem is, not one of them sat down and said, how much do you move? Didn't ask her. Didn't care, to be honest with you. They didn't care because they weren't bothered about that. They already had a preconceived idea of what works. So they didn't take into account this client's uh, needs, wants, beliefs. All they did was they said, we've got this idea that works, so go and do it. It was already created. She passed money to them. They passed the plan back. She went and tried it and it didn't work. Whereas when we was on the uh, consultation call and had a chat, it was quite clear she just wasn't moving enough. She wasn't getting enough steps in. She was in a very, very busy and mentally fatiguing job. She has children. She's got a busy life. Like, it's very clear to see why she wasn't getting the steps in. So then our job as coaches was to help her to firstly understand why it's so important, mm-hmm. but then secondly, understand how to do it. And what, 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 what did she increase from and to? Um, when she first came, she was doing something r- around 2,000 to the odd day would be maybe 5,000. And now it's pretty regular that she gets between 15,000 and 18,000. Just amazing that. And that was just for some small swaps, wasn't it? Like things like yeah. instead of jumping in a taxi, walking to the place where she needed to get to and stuff like that. That was it. It wasn't anything complicated. She wasn't going doing three-hour hikes. She wasn't forcing herself to do it. We just built it into a day. And I think... That's the important part. You can actually see what she achieved. Her stories on our website and I remember testimonials, but you can see what she actually achieved from just increasing her steps. She didn't actually go into the gym at all, didn't she? Never had a gym membership since we started working together. And if once you've been onto the website and inputted your steps, which you will be doing very Mm. soon, go check that out. Give that a read. But I think think the key thing that I just kind of touched on there when I said it was... um, how she managed to make some changes to build the steps into a day. And I think it's always about kind of looking for opportunities to do more steps. So can I drive to that place or can I walk? Can I get to that place or can I get there in a slightly longer route that will add a little bit more steps on? Mm -hmm. And I think we've kind of um, had 
seen the big impact of this because we've recently obviously both transitioned to online coaches so I was previously a teacher Phil was personal trainer both of which were well, we had reasonably high step count so we went from well you probably more so than me had a lot higher step count you were on your feet moving a little bit more you would think a teaching job would require you mm. would get quite high steps but I think I would average about 5,000 a day. And I remember I was you on saying that to yeah. me. You was like, I'm so active for the next stop. I'm person. on my feet yeah. all day. <laughs> it's all right then, Jen. Let us know. When I tracked, it must have been about 5,000. And that was when I was being a bit more conscious of my effort. And that's a job that I would have thought I would have got quite a few steps in just from doing it. Um, so we kind of had this big shift where we literally weren't moving. So... We, start, we we tried quite a few different things, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing like a couple of walks a day, three walks a day. Um, like three shorter walks yeah. or two slightly longer walks. But I think the thing that we found best was going for a big morning walk. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, that's completely transformed our day, hasn't it? Yeah. More in terms of our mental health and starting our day in a really positive way. And I think that's what steps should be about. They should It shouldn't be about hitting a number. It should be about you getting out in the fresh air, in nature, really enjoying it, putting a podcast on or putting Headspace have some really good like walking meditations, uh, an audio book, whatever it is, just getting out, enjoying being in the fresh air and just switching off for a little bit. That is what it should be all about. And I think we found that that is what it became about when we moved it to the morning, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, it started us off in a really positive way. Our days became more productive. Uh, we felt really good for getting it done. And then actually, we were more active during the day because we'd had quite an active start, weren't we? Yeah, I find that, definitely. And I think Jen's hit the nail on the head with the mindset side of things. I think when we switched from giving ourselves like a numerical target of we have to do this amount, we then switch that mindset to this is going to be beneficial for our day. It helps us with our mm-hmm. mental health. It gets us out in the fresh air and this might not be for everybody else, but it's where we have our best ideas, it's where we think about yeah. things, it's where we talk about things and it's where we're the, probably most away from social media because yeah. phones are in pockets, there's no laptops. It's our yeah. opportunity to almost get away. Connect. Yeah, connect with we, each other, away from the social media world. Yeah. And there's so many positives and I think... The world, you know, we're going to talk about it next, but the the world has become so fixated on numerical values and aiming for a certain target that it then removes the reason why you're doing it in the Mm -hmm. first place. And we become so set on hitting a number that we become like not even bothered about the fact that it's helping our mental health or the fact that it's really benefiting us in so many different areas. Just the fact that you're moving and getting out of the house, you know, Mm -hmm. we've just had lockdown. We've been confined to the same four walls and there was people still not getting out and moving because mm-hmm. they hadn't built up that habit to do it. Yeah. And I think when they finally got out of the front door and got moving and they realised that that you know, five, ten minute walk that was going on was having such a big benefit, they then, instead of focusing on the numbers, just focused on getting out and enjoying it. And mm-hmm. like I said, really focusing on the mental health. And that's what had an impact on the weight loss rather than it just being, I have to do 5,000, I have to do 10,000, I have to do 15. Mm-hmm. You know, see it as, and this has been written in many different ways, but see it as something that you get to do rather than something you have to do. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky enough that you can get out, walk and move, be grateful for that. Yeah and take advantage of that and do it as much as you possibly can. Yeah, and I think you, you can look at it so many different ways, like in terms of mental health point of view, like you look at the five ways of well-being, one of them is movement and exercise, 
another one is learning new things. So actually, if you put this podcast on mm-hmm. and go out for a walk, you're ticking two things of the well-being. Even if you uh, go out with a friend, you're doing the connecting side of things. It's all about looking after yourself and how getting out and moving can mm-hmm. help you do that as well. So it's that physical and mental health benefits that you get from doing it. Absolutely. Um, and I think... the. I think swiftly moving on from that, I think I was just about to say, um, well, actually, we do about five to 6,000 steps in the morning, and then I very easily hit 10,000 steps then throughout the day. It's the go-to phrase, isn't it? Like, have <laughs> yeah. you done your 10K? Have you done your 10,000 steps? Yeah. It's so, so common. Um, and it dates back to about the 1950s, and it was when the very, very first fitness tracker was created. Um, and the quick backstory is it was created in Japan. It was called the Manpo Kai. And the reason they created it was because those in charge, those leaders, the people above, um, noticed that the average daily movement of people in Japan at the time was about three to 5,000 steps per day. And they wasn't happy with that and they wanted to make the country much more active. So what they did was they created it and they named it Manpo Kai. But Man- Manpo Kai translated is 10,000 steps. And there was no evidence, there was no science, there was no research done whatsoever. It was simply someone sitting down and going, right, everyone's doing about three to 5,000. If they did 10,000, they'd be much healthier uh, and it'd be much better off from them physically and mentally. Uh, well, actually, it was 50, 60 years ago. It probably wasn't even mentally. It was probably just physical health, wasn't it? So because of this, it's then created this idea because it translates to 10,000 steps that we have to do 10,000 steps. Now, Relatively speaking, yeah, if you're doing three to 5,000 steps now and you then manage to increase that to 10,000, that's a very positive and healthy change. Mm-hmm. However, if you're doing three to 5,000 steps now, it's probably a big jump to try and do 10,000, yeah. isn't it? I think that's where a lot of people tend to kind of overwhelm themselves when it comes to this because they just kind of hear this value of 10,000 mm-hmm. and don't really think about where they're at right now and just aim straight for that. And that is probably too far in the future for that person and that could lead to those feelings of disappointment and failure because you can't achieve it but it's like well let's look at that again and set you a more achievable target that will work for you right Mm -hmm. now and build that up Um, and then at the same time as well for other people it might be removing that target altogether so I always believe that what gets measured gets managed so that yes still track it but think more about why you're doing what you're doing. So as we've just discussed about getting out in the morning, using it as a way to start your day, get fresh air, focus on your mental health, use it as a time to, as Jen said, you know, listen to a podcast, learn, have it build listen it into your day. Listen to this podcast. Listen to this one. Learn and build it into your day. And if you don't quite hit 10K, but you're still doing all these things and you're making a conscious effort and your body weight's coming down and you're changing physically and you're feeling better and you're learning things, why does it matter that you're not doing 10,000? Don't see that as, I'll be honest now, it makes no difference whatsoever whether it's 10K or not. Now that said, there will be somebody listening to this who doing 10,000 steps a day is the right number for them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you should then try and aim for a different number. If 10,000 is the right Some amount people, for you, that's fine. It might be like 15, 20,000. Yeah, there's clients doing 20, 25,000 yeah. steps a day. It depends completely on the person. 100%. That's like when somebody says, how many calories do I need to eat to lose weight? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know your situation. I don't know how many calories you need to be eating. So same answer is, I don't know how many steps you need to be doing just yet. Um, but as we said, 
it is it is derived from the 1950s. It was called yeah. a manpolkai. It translates to 10,000 steps. And you, right now, if you're not anywhere near that, probably don't need to be aiming for that anytime soon. And if we're being honest, you probably don't need to be aiming for anything. You just need yeah. to be aiming to do more rather yeah. than that. So the main takeaway today to kind of... Recap. Recap is basically increase your movement, whatever that looks like for you. Get some kind of tracker, start tracking your steps, use your app on it. The iPhones have the health app where you can track them. It's not as accurate because you don't always have your phone on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but have some kind of tracker, look at where you're at now and start to make some increased um, increased changes. Yeah. That's not a good that way of wording No sense whatsoever. <laughs> We've managed to put the word astronomical and increased changes into the same podcast. Well, that's the ext- variety. That's the extremities that we work at. There's a big long word. Right, that's the end of the podcast. There's no more to discuss. That's it. And we'll see you all. That's finished now, isn't it? There's nothing else. I've been so excited about this bit. So if you have listened to the intro, you'll know that we are rounding off each podcast with a section called On the Spot. But we can't do it this week. I am also putting a spotlight over Phil's head, but you can't see it because this is a podcast. I don't have a really shiny thing on there. Reflecting. I tried to take off, not to, I will let On the Spot happen in a second, but I was going to take a selfie before I was doing my uh, calls the other night with clients and when I did it in the living room there was just a light shining right on the top of my head and you <laughs> couldn't see my face because it was just coming down in front of me I was like I'm really bored yeah so this is my turn and I really like it now because <clears> I'm in the power and honestly thank you so much to anyone who sent me questions because I genuinely couldn't pick and I feel like I'm already wanting to change my mind even though I've got one here but I think I'm going to stick with the one that I had I might come across as, I mean, I don't know if I do, but I might come across as a really laid back, you know, chilled out person. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> I don't want this bit to happen. Yeah. Um, so, this is a good question. Powers in your hands. Uh, what was that from? Do you want it? Um, uh, I feel like I can see Debbie oh, McCall saying No, no, no. Paddy McGuinness. Uh, oh, take me out. Take me out, yeah. I love that program. Anyway, mm. stop avoiding the question. Do I want to do it? No, I'll do this one. Oh, there's more than one question. That's worrying. No. Thanks to everybody who sent Jen loads of questions. That's really helped me out. Yeah. Right, so. Nervous. What is the first thing you'd do if you and Jen had a Freaky Friday moment and switched bodies but still had your own minds? This is brilliant. (laughs) What a question that is. What's that? (laughs) Um, That was from Laura. Laura, that is sensational. Um, Clearer. Yeah. There's a few different horrors, I was just double checking. Yeah. So, right, I've not seen the film. Um, it is a film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we switch bodies, just yeah. to be clear. So you've got my body, but your mind. Why have I asked this question? I didn't really think this through. I've got your body, but my mind. Yeah. So I'm still thinking as me. Yeah. Right, so just to be clear, uh-huh. Are you? am I controlling the body? Yeah, so you switch bodies, but mm. you've still got your own mind. This is such a weird question. Uh-huh. I'm so confused now at what I can and can't do. Well, you've got your mind in my body. What's confusing? So, like, let's say I walked into, like, your house. Yeah. Or, well, not this one. Your, your mum and dad's house. Yeah. They'd think it was you. Yeah. Right no, now, I get it. Do you have your own voice? But it's... Yeah. No, I'm just wondering, like... Yeah, I think they would think it was me. So I'd walk in, if I didn't say anything, be like, hi, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Well, they wouldn't, because they'd never go, hi, Jen. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They'd think it was you. I think so, yeah. This is brilliant. 
oh, what's the first thing I'd do? Oh, I'd cause absolute mayhem if I was you. <laughs> I'd cover myself in bubble wrap straight away because you still can't control your own legs and arms, can you? So I'd have to be careful. Well, that's a rubbish answer. That's mm. it now, done. No, that's not the first thing I'd do. I'm <laughs> saying I would cover myself in bubble wrap. I'd have to. I mean, I, to be honest, if I got given that opportunity, I want to survive the day. So I feel like that's only the safest and option. Um, Jen's just pretty clumsy. Um, if you didn't know. Right, first thing I would do if I was you. Oh, this is such a big question. I really am on the spot. So many different things, yet so little things come into my head. <laughs> what can I do if I was... Right, so I've got your body. I've still got my mind. Where would I go? Where's the first place I would go? <laughs> yeah. Without being rude. I've never got body parts that I wouldn't normally have. I'm a great load of fun just... I mean, that goes without saying, but I mean... <laughs> It'd be so funny. I honestly reckon I'd spend... The first, is it 24 hours? I don't know. Let's say it is. I'd spend the first 23 hours just staring at myself naked in the middle. <laughs> Fact. Guaranteed. What, what is this? 23 hours I'd do that for. Would you? Probably, yeah. No, but surely there's like, I would go out and cause absolute mayhem if it was me. Well, I thought I would, but then I've just realised how amazing it'd be to just stare at myself naked in the mirror for 23 <laughs> hours as a female. Do you know what I think I'd do? Mm-hmm. I know I'm not supposed to answer it. That's fine. I think I'd go and find like one of your ex-girlfriends and like, go... <laughs> this is getting weird. Go and, go and, like, go and, <laughs> go and like mess with the reds or something. Alright. That one that was nasty to you. Narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into that story, but that one that was nasty. I don't think she'll listen, it's fine. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell the full story. All oh, right, no, yeah, I um, get what you mean. I mean, um, yeah, she was horrible, so I'd go and, like, do something. I, I'd, I'd go and do something to her. All right. I don't know what. I feel like your answer's weirder than mine. How have you managed to come up with a weirder answer than staring yourself naked in the mirror for 23 hours? <laughs> right, so that's what you'd do. Maybe 21, 22. Like, I'd give myself two, three hours to do something else. Well, what else are you going to do then? Laura wants to know the first thing. <laughs> Told you the first thing I'd do. First 22 to 23 hours. So basically, if like, my body is no idea what you'd do. No, I mean, to be fair, it's not like it's something that happens on a regular basis. Like, it's not like every Wednesday I get this opportunity you, and I should like, know by now. You'd go to Ken and have a great time with Ken, wouldn't you? I could do that on my own body. <laughs> <laughs> you forget that, you know, he likes me more than you. Just for clarification mm. purposes, that's my dad. Yeah. We mean Ken could have a great time without me being in your body. Very good point. Yeah. So basically, Phil's failed at the first on the spot question. Why? I didn't know answer. answer. Oh, I didn't realise there was a quota for how good the answer <laughs> to be. Sorry, I didn't know he was rating the answers out of ten. My bad. I would rate that a two out of ten. Right. I mean, you've got to remember your answer last week was my joke, <laughs> so you also didn't give an answer. Well, Yes, I did. Because Man. I told the joke. Anyway. This is the equivalent of me saying, Jen, what would you do? And then me giving that answer. <laughs> that was what you did last week. Right. I um, So to answer your question, Laura, I'd stand in front of the mirror naked for 23 hours stir himself. <laughs> what I'd do for next hour, not a clue. <laughs> um, brilliant. Thank you for that one. You're welcome. Thank you for the question, Laura. I really appreciate that one. Oh, it's my turn again next week, though. It is. Right, so begrudgingly if you've got any questions that you want to ask me send, send them to, to Phil me. at Phil Williams LLB send them across make sure you please do not email them because the last thing I want is Jen seeing it so make sure it comes into my Instagram so I can put on a nice little list so I can choose from the best I've, I've got a good list already add to it for me please yeah I'll store them up 
Right, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure, because I know it's going to say it in the outro anyway, check your watch now, see how many you've done. And if you've still got a few minutes that you're getting home, even better if you've not made it back yet. That's brilliant. Um, have a fantastic... Thank you so much for listening to our first ever podcast. Yeah, thanks for getting through to the end. We appreciate you listening to us waffle on. Yeah. I think you say that in the outro, don't you? Yeah. Probably. Right, have a fantastic, uh, whatever day it is, weekend, weekday, evening, morning, afternoon. Um, we'll catch you next week bye before you go make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done and if you haven't already please don't forget to like the podcast rate the podcast subscribe to the podcast and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great